And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. We have returned to talk about the soloist. Mm -hmm. I am Les Roberts, and I am not a soloist here (laughs) because I have a partner who is... Ann Elder. I guess we're a duet. That's right. (laughs) And we went to see The Soloist. It's directed by Joe Wright. I'm a big fan of Joe Wright. I think he's an outstanding director. Absolutely. It's written by Susanna Grant, and it's based on a book written by Steve Lopez. Steve Lopez is a reporter for the Los Angeles Times, and in this film, Steve Lopez is played by Robert Downey Jr. Lucky for Steve Lopez. (laughs) You betcha. You betcha. He's wandering around downtown Los Angeles looking for a story, and he runs across this young man, young homeless man, Nathaniel Ayers, played by Jamie Foxx, mm-hmm. who is playing some fantastic music on an old beat-up violin with only two strings to it. Right. It's amazing that he was able to get such beautiful music under such circumstances. Right. So Steve Lopez gets very interested in him. He decides to find out more about him. He kind of befriends him. And the reason that Nathaniel Ayers is homeless is because he is a schizophrenic. And Steve Lopez finally finds out that Nathaniel Ayers went to Juilliard you know, several years earlier, Mm -hmm. and at the time he was a cello player. Right, right. So to befriend him and to help him, Mm -hmm. because now Steve Lopez really wants to help this young man, he goes out and gets him a cello. Right. And there is a magic moment in this film where he starts playing the cello. I agree. It's really quite lovely, and he loves Beethoven. In fact, he hangs around Mm -hmm. in the park by the Beethoven statue. So there are some magical moments in this film, but Anne is a little disappointed. You know, I don't know quite why the filmmakers or the producers of this project felt that a friendship, certainly the one that exists between Lopez and Ayers, is a genuine one and certainly a noble one. But why did they feel that that deserved to be made into a movie or could be the basis for a picture? I really don't understand it because there were no stakes here. There is nothing really at risk. I don't think that either character really has a tremendous catharsis in the movie. I know that Downey's character as Lopez is supposed to go through that feeling or that emotional change. I just don't think it really happened, and it should have, if this movie was to be thought of as a great picture. By the way, I'm very fond of these two actors. Jamie Foxx, when he did Ray, it doesn't get any better than that. Mm -hmm. Robert Downey Jr. has been superb throughout his entire career. I thought this was going to be great, putting them together. Catherine Keener is also in the film. In the film, she plays Steve Lopez's Mm ex-wife, who is also his editor. Right. Very interesting, except in real life, he doesn't have an ex-wife. He's very happily married to a woman who is not his editor. So, okay, this is a film. It's not a documentary. And they changed a few things in it. Look, you know, you just said something that bears repeating. When you said that, you know, they changed a few things. You know what? They should have changed a great deal in order to make this film work. You can't help but compare this movie to The Rain Man, and there you had Tom Cruise's character as the brother of a schizophrenic human being. Yes. And, of course, that character was played to perfection by Dustin Hoffman. But my reason for bringing that up is that there was something at stake there. Tom Cruise was exploiting his brother for his own advantages. Okay, that's a very significant plot point to Rain Man. 
and we don't have anything like that in this picture. I'm not saying they should have replicated that, but they needed something that draws you into the movie and that makes this relationship have something going on other than just two very interesting people getting together, and that's it. Every book, every film, Mm -hmm. every story, every fictional story has to have conflict. If there's no conflict, there's no story. And basically what we are seeing here is no conflict. But unfortunately, all the wonderful things that Steve Lopez does for Nathaniel Ayers doesn't change him because he doesn't want to be changed. He wants to live down there where nobody bothers him, and he wants to play his music. That's what he loves. So guess what? That means that there is no great story here because you have a guy who doesn't want to be changed and a reporter who is somewhat interested in changing the character but isn't driven to change him. He is not passionate about it. And so therefore the movie lacks passion. And I think that's what makes this movie ultimately fail. And I hate to use that word, but I don't think it really worked. You're right. The other thing is that I felt extremely manipulated. Mm -hmm. Now, every time you go see a movie, they're manipulating you to cry, to laugh, to scream, you know, and that's fine. But in this film, there are so many scenes of birds flying over Los Angeles, the free souls and that kind of thing. There is so much Beethoven being pumped into your ears. That's part of the problem, too. And then there's another manipulative angle to the movie, and that is that Joe Wright chooses to exploit the homeless in Los Angeles to a tremendous disadvantage to this film, I feel. There are so many scenes where we see dozens of really helpless, pitiful souls being exploited by the filmmakers. I didn't think that really worked for the film, and I think it got tedious and tiresome as well. So for me, there were so many problems with this film. I think they tried to do too many things less. I think that the soloist attempts to tell a movie about having a sincere friendship, about a crumbling marriage, about the homeless in Los Angeles, about pursuing your dreams, about living your dreams, about living with schizophrenia. I mean, they're just too much crammed in, and as a result, the movie didn't have any real focus. I'm sorry to say, the soloist, for me, rates a very flickering yellow light. I'm giving it a yellow light also, and I do it sadly because I was hoping for much more from Jamie Foxx. He was good. He was not great. Robert Downey Jr., the same way. There are moments where he is just superb, but for the rest of the film, I think he is struggling too. Mm -hmm. And I think that the matching of the two characters, and you wish for that kind of chemistry, it just doesn't happen in The Soloist. It just never pierced the heart, this film. Okay, Two Yellow Lights for the Soloist, directed by Joe Wright, written by Susanna Grant, and starring Robert Downey Jr. as Steve Lopez. And by the way, this is Robert Downey Jr.'s film. It is not Jamie Foxx's film. Maybe another misfire. (laughs) Right. Jamie Foxx, of course, plays the soloist Nathaniel Ayers. Two Yellow Lights. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time 
to tell theirs.